0: Mr. Elfenbein.
1: Hey, Todd.
0: (laughs) How are you? I'm fine. I'm
1: enjoying a wonderful, uh, I guess, early winter day out here in uh,
0: Atlanta. Getting ready for the start of the NBA season. You know, it's always good to do it on the day that the season starts, because we're all up to date. I was so excited to see Zion Williamson's premiere tonight, except it just turns out he has a torn meniscus for the fifth year in a row. No number one pick. So I know you want to touch on that because you harp on that every year.
1: <laughs> uh, it's just another year of over usage there, Todd. It just seems like these players are pushed so hard going into college and they play their one year in, um, in amateur basketball. In this case, Zion at Duke. And once again, we have an injury where we don't get to enjoy the number one pick. I, uh, I mean, I'm not sure what the statistic is, but it sure seems like every year we get robbed of the number one pick's debut on opening night.
0: It is sad, and so it seems like he probably won't be winning Rookie of the Year depending on how much time he's out. I always kind of thought like Michael Porter Jr. might be like a sleeper pick for Rookie of the Year because, you know, he's going to have that Ben Simmons like one year under his belt he clearly like coming out of high school was the number one prospect before his injury. Problem. Oh, sure. So do you I, like well, that don't
1: forget Blake Griffin year. also did that and came in and stole a, a rookie of the year as well. Um, and I, uh, so I personally believe that True. John Morant from a usage standpoint, from a skill standpoint, having the ball in his hands as often, I think you're going to see another Michael Carter Williams, like rookie of the year campaign. Um, He might get a couple of triple doubles because no one else on the Grizzlies can do anything Um, except for uh, uh, Jackson. But other than that, I really think that Morant will steal it.
0: Yeah, I like Jaron Jackson. I think that he's a really good young player. So those two will be kind of exciting. And then we'll just get right into the questions that I always ask just because I love this one with uh, the combination of most surprising team slash coach of the year, in my my opinion, kind of go hand in hand. So for me, it's like, I think that a team that could potentially be better than people expect, I'll give you two teams. I've got the Oklahoma. He seems to think just because Russell Westbrook is a teammate anyways, they still have good players. Chris Paul is going to distribute. He's got something to prove. Steven Adams. They've got some other good players, so I, I'm thinking. I, I mean, you you spent plenty of time with Billy Donovan. Do you think that Coach of the Year for Billy Donovan would be a complete, utter ridiculous thing to say if the Thunder can pull like a four or five seed? I think if the Thunder make, I think if the Thunder make the playoffs and have any impact at all, I think
1: that he deserves a ton of credit. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if I'd give him the Coach of the Year nod. I've got about five or six guys ahead of him who if their teams achieve, I think he should be, they should be mentioned. And my first one is uh, its kind of an easy one, which should be someone like Doc Rivers. If Doc Rivers mm-hmm. wins the West, as I predict they will, um, I really think that he wins coach of the year. Um, I think you could say a lot about yeah. Quinn Snyder if he gets Mike Conley and Gobert and, um, and Spider Mitchell on the same page and they make a run for it. And then how can you count
0: out your nuggets, Todd? My Nuggets, I know. Well, I feel like now that they're good, it's not a surprise anymore. I mean, two years ago, I was all over the Nuggets because no one was talking about them. But that's just because I know things before other people know <laughs> things though. So now it's like everybody's riding the Denver Nuggets thinking that that's some sort of sleeper pick. It's not a sleeper pick anymore. The Denver Nuggets, their entire team is – the other team has had so much change that I really feel like the Nuggets – almost better than anybody else have the best shot at it because they have their whole four sure. I don't together. know how you count them out. I mean, these, are, these other teams are going to take time to mesh. So, I mean, I guess out of all the teams that are, like, new constructed teams, like, you know, the Rockets now with Harden and Westbrook, the Lakers with AD and LeBron, the Clippers with Kawhi and PG, like, who out of all these new construction teams do you think is going to be the best, and who do you think is so going to be the worst? So, I think they're
1: coming out of the gate,
0: I think that the Lakers will struggle the
1: most. Um, but I do think that overall, I think the Lakers will end up being as good as it gets, losing in six or seven games to the Clippers. Um, I think the Clippers get off to a hot start. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot to be said about teams, how they mesh, T.L.U., but I also think that defense and how teams guard um, between Kawhi and Paul George and Patrick Beverly whether the shots go in or not, I think their defense keeps them in the game.
0: Yeah, the Clippers' defense is just going to be insanely good. They got so many just, like, straight-up lockdown defenders on that team. I don't. I wonder if they're going to be one of the best defensive teams ever with. Like, that lineup of Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Pat Beverly, that's like three first-team all-defense well, right there. you haven't asked me a question yet, but in terms of defensive player of the year,
1: I think you're going to have a co-player – co-winners in – Kawhi and Paul George. I, I think they will do something different this I like year. That. I think that those guys collectively cover a ton of ground and take pride in their defense. And I think that they, while they are max contract guys, I think they're also blue chip players. And I think that's why you see them be so successful. They're from smaller schools. They were not highly touted um, prospects coming to the draft. And I think that's what sets both of them up to be successful. And Kawhi has been. Unbelievably successful already.
0: He is. And they're just selfless players. They just care about the team winning. So let's, let's go through some of these other ones. I mean, I, I don't know if I got your, your exact answer on this one. Is there a team that, like, basically nobody is talking about or considering that you think is really going to catch people I off sure guard and really do. be a good team and
1: this year? That's only because I was born and raised in the county of Dade, and I think the Miami Heat will be the absolute <laughs> up-and-comer <laughs> And be a top four seed in the East, and Coach Falster yeah. will be a candidate for Coach of the Year. I don't think he'll win it, but I think this Tyler Hero is great. I think Bam Adebayo becomes a a um, a household name as a rim protector, um, and I think that Jimmy Butler leads a tough team. And I think that we will end up trading. Uh, he will end up trading a guy like Goran Dragic for. For either an up-and-coming player or a, or a good pick coming up in next year's draft, and I think you're about to see a, a, some brighter
0: days down in Miami. That is good. Now that we don't have Mr. Hassan Whiteside, we only have one more player that we got to get off the team, and Dion Waiters. Before we're back to being <laughs> the good old cultured Heat. And right when they did that, it was just like me and you just immediately said that. It's like, why are we going to sign Hassan Whiteside and Dion Waiters? These two people. Who have always had issues, always been just bad teammates, and that's exactly oh. what happens. So Pat Riley skewed away from his plan for a second, but like, just team chemistry is just so important in the NBA. And Deion Waiters right now, just because Tyler Euro is clearly gonna be a freaking star, is bitching about the fact that he yeah, knows he's I about to get think, no playing time. You know,
1: I really wish that you would see more leadership out of someone like Deion Waiters to take someone like Tyler Euro under his wing, because I really think that as a sixth man. I think that Tyler Hero could be one of the co- guys in the conversation for sixth man of the year um, if Deion Waiters wasn't such a punk.
0: <laughs> eh, well, we got rid of Whiteside. So, on the flip side of it, we're going to go with, like, first coach fired. Who's, like, going to ju- – what team is just going to straight up implode and their coach is going to be the first oh, coach fired? First we coach with this fired.
1: Remind me who the head coach of the Rockets is. <laughs> that guy.
0: Mr. Michael D'Antoni. I think, I think <laughs> that. I, but yeah. I also
1: think that it's a, um, it seems to be a little bit of a new age in the NBA where the expectation seems to be a little bit different, a little bit placed more so on the shoulders of players than it was the coaches because I think the coaching carousel has gone on um, at a much quicker rate than usual. Um, so I don't see, I don't see anyone being fired at the 10 to 20 to 30 or all-star game break. Um, and I think that'll be a first for a long, since a long time.
0: Gotcha. And then we'll get into like, you know, uh, Western conference winner down the line in a second, but just cause for those who don't know, Elf was a coach on the Florida Gators, for a while, so he's always got the insight into like these top up-and-coming high school players. Like a couple years ago, he was talking highly about Mo Bamba, some other guys to watch. So, is there anybody like coming out of high school this year that's going to be a freshman that you've heard a lot about that is going to just absolutely burst? Uh, unfortunately, scene? he'll be someone in
1: our backyard um, this this year in Georgia. So, the state of Georgia's basketball is getting much better, and and the Ant Man um, and he uh, play at the university of Georgia this coming year is going to be an absolute star. You're talking about someone who may end up being a top five pick uh, in Anthony Edwards. Um, and then he'll be co- He will be playing this year at, in the sec alongside Scotty Lewis, who will be playing at Florida um, who I'm an unbelievable fan of. And seems like a really great young man. who I'll, I'll be watching for, for a good number of years. But if there's one guy that I think, I wouldn't say that it's all that much of a, of a secret, but I really think that this kid, R.J. Hampton, um, is something special. He's out of Texas, Little Elm, Texas. He, um, he comes from a background where he's mm-hmm. not just going to be a, a, uh, a, po- a cog in the machine of college basketball, I believe, if I have my facts straight, that he's playing overseas in uh, New Zealand, which is a very popular league for kids who are taking a gap year. And I believe he spent his year interning for New Balance as he learned about the uh, apparel and shoe industry. And on top of that, he's a 6'6 point guard. Um, so I think you have a lookout for him. Uh, RJ Hampton is my guy who, again, it's not an underrated talk. It's pretty well known, but uh, I'm a huge fan.
0: Is he playing, I don't know, is that the guy with uh, on Lamella Balls? The same one. Really, or is that a different Hampton? Same one. I like, uh, I mean, LaMelo Ball, obviously, he gets talked about plenty, but he actually seems like he's going to be legit just because he, you know, I see some highlights, but his court vision is just the same as Lonzo Ball, who I'm so proud I still like Lonzo as a point guard. But LaMelo's out here showing the same type of stuff, and he can also just shoot the heck out of the ball. So I'm thinking that he's going to hopefully be a top three pick next year and be pretty exciting to watch. Sure. I, I, well, Let's go down this list. I'm trying to see who else is I don't have anybody else in terms of upcoming players, but I wanted to just see, like, obviously the Lakers and the Clippers are, like, the two people that everybody thinks are going to be the championship teams this year. Is that what you're going with, or you think that there's another team that's got a better chance of winning the championship so this year? So I
1: think that you'll have um, a battle of attrition. I think that you're going to see, uh, the same way we were talking about overusage in guys like Zion Williamson, I think you're going to see a lot of good players, unfortunately, uh, slow down this year. Um, I think you got a lot of guys north of 30. So I do think that some of the younger up-and-coming teams, which we just talked about how the Nuggets don't necessarily fit that bill anymore, um, considering how dominant they were last year. But Mm -hmm. um, I think that you have a great point with your Oklahoma City Thunder there. Um, I think that would be a really interesting team to see how they grow together. Um, But I really think the Sacramento Kings take a big jump this year. Um, I think that I know Buddy Heal just got paid, but uh, there's something to be said about having young athletes who are hungry to win and they've never won before and could be a great opportunity but I also uh, don't count out the the Pelicans even even in Anthony Davis's wake I think that they have a really fun young core um, but Todd let me tell you there's a team that's been blown out of proportion everyone says the same thing about them and they're right here in my backyard and that's the Atlanta Hawks I think the Atlanta Hawks are yeah. going to be one of the top three worst teams in the NBA this year and I think that people I think that people believe <laughs> that they're going to be fun and exciting to watch, which I didn't realize was synonymous with being losers. And so I...
0: Yeah, because they're going to score a ton of points they, and they can't, can't play guard defense, everybody. right? They
1: would struggle to cover yeah. a JCC uh, Men's League starting five. Uh, they'd win, but they'd struggle to guard them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean Trey Young. I mean you've seen him up close. Uh, I know that obviously everybody compares him to Steph Curry, but is, is Steph Curry's still like what four or five inches taller than Trey Young. Is he is he that much? Uh, am, I, am I off on that, or am I am I right that Trey Young is like I really so think tiny? That he anybody?
1: Is overmatched on the defensive side of the floor by everybody. Um, I think he will have to be all smoke and mirrors yeah. as a defensive player, and um, I don't think he'll ever be a part of a championship winning team because. Playoff basketball exposes those types of players.
0: Boom. You heard it here first from Mr. Elf. Let's just break down, right? Let's just get to the end of it. So we're going to go with the – let's go with the Eastern Conference Finals, the Western Conference Finals. I think I'm going to go with Raptors and Sixers. I think the Sixers are like the easy pick this year out of the East just because they have such a stacked team and – I mean, I I think the Celtics have a chance just because Kemba Walker seems like a really good chemistry guy and all the young guys are now going to be able to get into the old roles that they had before Kyrie, before Kyrie really messed that up. But I think ultimately it's going to end up being the Raptors versus the Sixers in the East. And then out of the West, I mean, I honestly thought that the Warriors might still have a shot at it, but I saw today that Klay Thompson is basically out for the entire year. But if Klay Thompson was going to come back, I kind of was hoping that, their system might make them a sleeper team to make it to the to the Western Finals, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So the easy pick is obviously just the Lakers sure, and the Clippers out of the ever West. Count
1: the Warriors as a as a sleeper pick ever again in our lifetime. Um, but I understand your point there. Uh, in the East, I think you will have the Celtics beating the Bucks in the Finals. Um, but but Todd, if I was to take the long hmm. shot here, and I really go out on a limb. I think the Indiana Pacers will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and I think that they are going to be an absolute disruption in the East. Um, they are built like the teams that played LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals, except younger and more talented. Um, well, that's not necessarily fair. Paul George was coming to his own there. But uh, Victor Oladipo comes back. Uh, you have Miles Turner protecting the rim. And you have a Malcolm Brogdon, which is a great addition. I believe you have DeModis Sabonis there, too. Um, So I think that that's going to be a really tough team to beat in the East. So that'll be interesting. And They play together
0: so well, too. Yeah, it was unfortunate that Oladipo got hurt, so hopefully he's back to his normal self, but I like that. And then, who you got for your for your champion this year, Al. Who's going to who's, who's bring down the, championship? the NBA
1: championship and cements his place as a top ten player of all time?
0: Yeah, three, uh, three NBA championships on three different teams. Uh, I don't sure. even we'll know that's to, been done we'll before. We'll
1: have to stat check that one. We'll have to call our statistician, Drew Barone, back at home to get that confirmed.
0: Yeah. Yes. That we will. Well, listen, Mister Alvin This was short notice, so not as detailed as some of our old interviews. But I always appreciate you joining me on these podcasts. And I just knew we had to get one in before the game starts tonight, my friend. I love you. I always appreciate you joining me.